Welcome to Making the Brand, the podcast where marketing and pop culture collide. I'm your host, Brianne Fleming. I can't wait to chat about brands, boy bands, and everything in between, because brands who have a pulse on pop culture can create adoring fans of their own. Hey guys, welcome back to Making the Brand. If you've been listening and catching up on some episodes, you'll recall that in episode four, when talking about NBC's show, This Is Us, I mentioned that I have a pretty consistent TV watching routine. And right now, my Monday nights are reserved for Dancing with the Stars. I'm sure it's no surprise that I first got hooked on Dancing with the Stars because Nick Carter was a contestant back in 2015. So leave it to anything Backstreet related to get me hooked. Nick ended up getting second place behind Bindi Irwin, who I absolutely adore. She was amazing, and she really deserved to win. I feel like younger audiences, though, haven't really gotten on board with Dancing with the Stars. But let me tell you, this show is an incredible feat. Even just from production value alone, I'm in awe of it. Somehow, week to week, they design and create countless custom costumes that are just the most beautiful, ornate, sparkly, sequiny works of art you've ever seen. They film and edit video package interviews and compile a ton of behind-the-scenes shots. They remix songs or orchestrate them to be played and sung live on set. There are custom graphics and lighting setups for every dance. And not to mention, it's filmed entirely live. They somehow pull this off all before Showtime hits on Mondays at 8 Eastern. But really, all of that is just scratching the surface. All the while, the dancing pros are learning new choreography for the opening number and then choreographing their own routines and coaching their partners throughout the entire process, making sure they're ready for their big dance. The real heroes of the show, though, are the contestants. And it turns out there's so much we can learn from them about personal branding. You have these famous actors, athletes, singers, models, whoever. They bravely step out of their comfort zone to put on their dancing shoes and perform in front of America on live television. For everyone to judge. Literally, their judge. There are judges there holding up numbers and grading their performances. Can you imagine anything more terrifying? I know I couldn't do it. It's scary, but it really demonstrates ultimate growth and just vulnerability. This week, one of the season's contestants, James Vanderbeek from Dawson's Creek, which, quick sidebar, I've never seen Dawson's Creek. I feel like as a 90s and pop culture lover, that is inexcusable, but I need to catch up on that. So James Vanderbeek shared a clip that he shot on his phone, um, kind of behind the scenes, of one of the contestants. Uh, her name is Lauren Elena. She's a country singer. And he filmed her just after she finished her performance. And it was just the most raw and authentic thing I've ever seen. She was emotional hugging two other contestants, um, Allie Brooke from Fifth Harmony and Sailor Brinkley-Cook, a model and daughter of Christy Brinkley. And Lauren Elena was just in tears over what she just accomplished and was hugging her friends. And this part wasn't shown on camera. It was just a moment between friends that 
James Vanderbeek happened to witness and film, but he posted it on social media and captioned it as follows. He says, it's a reality show and a dance competition and one hell of a spectacle. But when the cameras are pointed elsewhere, it's a bunch of talented people putting themselves out there by trying something they've never done before in front of the whole world and supporting each other through it all. Grateful to be part of the Dancing with the Stars cast, end quote. I just love this because I feel like it perfectly articulates the strength that these contestants show. And, you know, some people joke that Dancing with the Stars is for washed-up celebrities, but that is so wrong. This show is about something bigger. It's about second chances. And even just looking at this season, I mean, you have people like Hannah Brown, who is the bachelorette who got her heart broken on national television, and she's bouncing back. Or Lamar Odom, who hit rock bottom in 2015 after being discovered unconscious at a brothel in Las Vegas. I mean, it doesn't get, (laughs) really doesn't get much worse than that, and he's out there dancing and trying his best. Or Sean Spicer, I don't know much about his politics personally, but I do know he's faced a ton of scrutiny, and now... With this show, he has a chance to put that behind him and show a different side of him. Then you have Allie Brooke, who's really just trying to find her independence after the breakup of Fifth Harmony and branching out as a solo artist. And then one contestant that is close to my heart is Kel Mitchell of Keenan and Kel from Nickelodeon and all that. Now, Keenan Thompson has done pretty well for himself in his career. He's gained a lot of success as a regular on Saturday Night Live, but for some reason, Kel's career didn't take off the same way, and he didn't find the same fame that Keenan did after Nickelodeon. And now, it's so great to see him back in the spotlight. So, Dancing with the Stars reminds us that everyone has a story. Everyone is fighting their own battle, and in some way, the only way to grow from it is to step or dance (laughs) out of your comfort zone. And, you know, this is a huge lesson we can apply to ourselves as we set out to build our own personal brands online. So many people shy away from being vulnerable and have this fear, this crippling fear of what other people will think. So they end up not sharing their work. They won't write the book or start the podcast or make the YouTube video, or they won't reach out to someone they admire asking if they'll mentor them, or they won't apply for the job, they won't take the class, they just don't take any chances. And when they do that, they let life and opportunity just pass them by. And what's worse is that when you let things pass you by like this, you're withholding your gifts from the world. Whatever your strength is, whatever it is you love to do or talk about or make or draw, whatever you have to offer the world, you can find your audience and make a brand out of it and just overcome that fear and share what you know. It's a gift that you can offer to other people. This is a constant theme in Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic, Creative Living Beyond Fear. And I'll read you this excerpt from the book. Elizabeth says, Let me list for you some of the many ways in which you might be afraid to live a more creative life. You're afraid you have no talent. You're afraid you'll be rejected or criticized or ridiculed or misunderstood. 
or worst of all, ignored. You're afraid there's no market for your creativity and therefore no point in pursuing it. You're afraid somebody else already did it better. You're afraid everybody else already did it better. You're afraid somebody will steal your ideas, so it's safer to keep them hidden forever in the dark. You're afraid you won't be taken seriously. You're afraid your work isn't politically, emotionally, or artistically important enough to change anyone's life. You're afraid your dreams are embarrassing. You're afraid that someday you'll look back on your creative endeavors as having been a giant waste of time, effort, and money. You're afraid you don't have the right kind of discipline. You're afraid you don't have the right kind of workspace or financial freedom or empty hours in which to focus on invention or exploration. You're afraid you don't have the right kind of training or degree. You're afraid of being exposed as a hack or a fool or a dilettante or a narcissist. You're afraid of upsetting your family with what you may reveal. You're afraid of what your peers and coworkers will say if you express your personal truth aloud. You're afraid of unleashing your innermost demons, and you really don't want to encounter your innermost demons. You're afraid your best work is behind you. You're afraid you never had any best work to begin with. You're afraid you neglected your creativity for so long that now you can never get it back. You're afraid you're too old to start, too young to start. You're afraid because something went well in your life once, so obviously nothing can ever go well again. You're afraid because nothing has ever gone well in your life, so why bother trying? You're afraid of being a one-hit wonder. You're afraid of being a no-hit wonder. End quote. As you can see, the list goes on and on. We create all of these excuses for ourselves and validate our hesitation and hold ourselves back. And... In this book, Big Magic, Elizabeth Gilbert reminds us that life is short. She says, your life is short and rare and amazing and miraculous, and you want to do really interesting things and make really interesting things while you're still here. So do you have the courage to bring forth this work? The treasures that are hidden inside of you are hoping you say yes. So the idea here is to let go of fear and put yourself out there. And here are some ways you can do that by sharing what you know and adding value to the world. For starters, you can create a personal website for yourself to demonstrate your expertise or build a portfolio. This will be super helpful when job hunting and really just trying to demonstrate your knowledge. You can write a blog post on Medium. Take a dance class or any class and just learn something new. Attend a networking event for something that interests you and introduce yourself to strangers and meet new people. Offer to host a workshop to teach something you know. That's a good one. You get to meet a lot of people that way too. Write a book. Start a book. Start a YouTube channel or a podcast. Just any way that you can share, share, share. Because you truly have ideas. You have things bouncing around in your head that other people should know about and collaborate with you. And your knowledge is going to be valuable to someone else if you share it. And Once you do, you'll really see that and witness it and feel it from your audience. A lot of what I mentioned here talks about writing and creating content, and it aligns with what one of my favorite authors, Seth Godin, says. He believes that everyone should be writing publicly. And I agree. Writing and sharing your content is how you leave your mark on the world. I know it sounds a little cheesy, but it's true. 
So I'll end this episode with a quote from Taylor Swift, who is known for her writing and writing about her experiences through her songs and her lyrics. And Taylor says, when you write, your lessons become your legacy. So get out there, push fear aside, and start creating your legacy. Thanks, guys.